Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. Did you get your summoning in this week? Uh, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> you got. I should say, you got your summon in this week, because... I mean, I've, I've picked up the willful bit rabbit's banner a bit more but you know i'm trying to spend a bit less and not getting a ton of orbs coming in right this second so you're saving for that classic uh new mythic hero coming that one that we've all been waiting for yes all 10 of my orbs that i currently have are being saved for the mythic banner <laughs> the brand new cool Wait, new no, mythic banner. no they aren't <laughs> no no they're not uh well let's talk about the banners since we're since we're already jamming on it uh, we've got the weekly revival banner four going right now. Seeds of Fodlin going into the 29th. Heroes with Rouse skills going into the 31st. Heroes Light and Magic going into the 2nd of April. Healer Royale part one and two going until the 5th of April. Familiar festivities going until the 6th. And Willful Rabbits, as you mentioned, going until the 16th. And uh, I was just joking around, poking fun, that uh, you, you got your summon in. How did your summon go? Yes, I did my free summons. Yeah, nothing special from them. And then, like I said, I've been picking at the Willful Rabbits to try and get those last two. Uh, but I did get a random Corrin uh, off of my free summon from the Hero Rises banner. That's good. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. So you got a... Was that the Corrin that featured on the banner? Uh, yes, that was the legendary Corrin. Not too or shabby. Or, you know, legendary. Yes, Corrin's legendary. Yeah, so you got so you got the legendary Corrin off of uh, your free summon, not the spark. You didn't spark it. Just my free summon. I did not spark it because I already had all four characters. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, um, I had a little more involved time with the Hero Rises banner. I was planning to spark it because uh, the internet decided uh, Ninja Lin would win. Uh, which with with uh, rhyming phrases like that, how could you not? And memes for days. But uh, I managed to summon a good, ch- actually jokes aside, uh, I summoned a bunch of repeats, including uh, two Ninja Lins, uh, a four-star upgrade Elise, and a Keaton, which was me finishing off a ring of colorless and blues. Uh, I got a Subasa, and two, the new heroes I got were um, uh, four-star upgrades for Innis and Sigurd, those are b- brand new. And finally, with the spark, I chose Saros. No, actually, they're pretty old. Well, they're new to me. They're new to me. And then I didn't have them. But you're right. They are quite old or else they would not be part of the four-star upgrade. You know, I got to say, with this four-star upgrade system, I'm really filling in some blanks that I had before because, holy crap, man, I'm just getting, like, a bunch of repeats. But also now, like, the floodgates have opened. I'm getting some of these new-to-me, old-to-you, five-star heroes that i never had before so it's kind of crazy my uh my ranks are kind of the point i mean nobody really tries to summon for them when they're a focus on a banner and you might even get complaints when they're focused not on a revival banner and this is a way to keep them around keep a keep you getting stuff in the four star pool without affecting your attempts at the new characters yeah and it's uh it's been nice uh it's been nice to get more five stars especially when they're not affecting um the pity rate or the appearance rate i will say though uh i did move over to the healing voting gauntlet and got speaking of four star upgrades i got a four star upgrade jenny which i did not have before and uh that isn't she one of the ones on the banner or no is she not oh i don't know focus or no i don't think so i just remember seeing Riss and basically being like oh okay i see what our future holds (laughs) yes a nice early april fool's joke yeah Speaking of that early April Fool's joke, we got a couple other things going on this next week before we record. Uh, As we found out last week, uh, they did plan around the time change on the calendar. So we have the Dagger Mythic Banner in battle launching tonight with the Healer Focus Voting Gauntlet launching tomorrow on the 31st. On the 1st, and like I mentioned earlier, since they already got their April Fool's joke out early by putting Riss on the voting gauntlet, uh, we have the Heroes with Rally Plus skills banner is a real banner. Um, on April 2nd, uh, we get another quick round of Pawns of Loki, 
with the Regal Rabbits and Hairs at the Fair Revival banners rounding out the week on the third and fifth respective. Uh, and I actually double-checked it, and Jenny's on the Revival banner, not actually on the Healer gauntlet, so that was my mistake. Got a few things going on the next week. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing our, our new Mythic hero arriving, even though people in Reddit are like, it's too soon! Uh, but we will get to that in just a um, little bit. My issue with the new Mythic hero is more doesn't deserve Mythic status, but, you know, that's been a given since book three. But yeah. uh, who does deserve the status of a nice new outfit is Micaiah, the Priestess of Dawn, who was our next resplendent hero coming out on April 10th, uh, rocking a hellish look from Book 3, as we just mentioned. Uh, Micaiah is coming out as the next uh, mythic or resplendent hero. Yeah, and she looks she looks great. I mean, I here's the thing. like Micaiah is cool as a hero. And also, I think this has been, this is the best, uh, you know, representation of the book four look we've had. Uh, I, although Sigurd looks pretty cool, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's just something about this. And also, I think this has been confirmed before, but I was just looking at the art on the Fae Pass uh, website. But it basically confirms that like, it's just, it's just glowy cloth. It's not actually her skeleton. Cause, oh, yeah. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, I just thought that I'm, I'm sure everyone knew that, and it's just like, no, it's not like she's actually dead. But uh, I think it's great. I think she looks awesome, and this might be the first time in a while that I sub back to back. So, if if you had any questions of whether it was showing your skeleton, look at that damage dart. You can see it clearly. It doesn't. No, no, that's what I meant. I don't think I actually paid attention to the other uh, book four resplendence. So this one kind of jumped yeah, out at me. Uh, Book three, but uh, book three, Robin sorry. did, and while he had the solid color to make it look like the other ones, I was pretty sure you couldn't see his bones through. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. April tenth will be here before you know it, and uh, we'll have uh, Micaiah resplendent, a uh, resplendent version of Micaiah. And uh, you know, we've teased it long enough. Let's get into the mythic banner. That's why we're here. That's why we're recording a day late. We have our mythic banner, and this is is it. Is it dagger or is it dogger? Because I want to say dogger just because of the way you pronounce, uh, you know, fantasy stuff. And I, I don't know if I've actually heard it pronounced. Well, um, I don't know if anyone has said it unless she said it in the video and I just forgot about it. But I was pronouncing it dagger, you know, personally. Okay. But Well, dagger I mean, will be here soon and uh, we'll be I'm, able I'm to. confused as where dogger comes from. I don't know. Just the A G, no double G, no E. <laughs> I no reason. Just it for some reason it popped into my head. I don't. I I have no idea why. Um, but uh, looking at the banner, we've got uh, a good host of heroes here. Starting with the red uh, orb, we've got legendary Marth, legendary Erica, and Regan. Then blue, we've got legendary Lucina. Guinevere and Runer of Auto Battles, Dussel. That's a little bit of a, a editorialization from uh, from uh, Serene's Forest. Uh, on the green, we've got Legendary Edelgard and Freya. And then on the colorless, we've got Bramamond, Legendary Corin, Female, and Sarah. So that is what your summons could look like when this banner arrives in just a short time. Eddie's noted that it drops uh, tonight. So by the time you're listening to this, you'll have probably started summoning. So uh, look forward to that. But the main attraction here is Dagger coming to us with this mythic banner. And what does that hero hold? Uh, well, um, I did look it up a little, and it does indicate that it probably should be Dagger. Uh, I didn't find an exact pronunciation, but an alternate spelling is D-A-G-U-R. So I'd say it's probably Dagger from for the original Norse deity that it's probably named after. Uh, especially with skin faxy weapon that they are wielding. Uh, but Dagger is the second princess of Jotunheimer, kingdom of the Jotnar. She and her older twin sister, Nott, are generals of Jotunheimer's army. She's a green axe infantry unit wielding skin faxy, grants speed plus three in Pathfinder, which is a new keyword. Uh, that new keyword, Pathfinder, when an ally moves. Through unit space, that space is kind of zero spaces moved instead of one space. Unit space can be freely added 
to allies normal movement applies only to allies with movement types that allow movement through unit spaces. I didn't know there were unit types that didn't allow movement through a unit space. It just was whether or not you had enough movement to get past them. But um, So she gets that from her weapon. Uh, at the start of combat, um, and also at the start of combat, if her health is 25% or higher, it grants attack speed, defense, resistance, plus 5, and an additional bonus to those four stats during combat equal to the penalty of each of those stats times 2. Uh, so if they have a negative 7, it gives them plus 19 uh, for a net bonus of 12. Uh, the 5 plus the, you know, 5 plus the 7 that they were a penalty. Uh, but it gives enough to flip that over. It uh, obvious, it does, like usual, calculate each stat bonus independently. Uh, she does have two new skills. Uh, the one in her B slot is her mythical skill, uh, the Sun Twin Wing. At the start of combat, if her health is 25% or higher, it inflicts... Speed defense minus fo- 5 on foe. And also neutralizes effects that guarantee foe's follow-up attacks and prevents uh, her follow-up attacks during combat. Uh, and the other new skill is in the C slot called Even Tempest 3. At the start of even-numbered turns, the unit can move one extra space for that turn only, and it does not stack. Running out her kit is Dragon Fang as a special. Attack speed push 4. And attack speed f- push 4 in the A slot. So tier four attack speed push in the A slot. No, it's awesome. Uh, I, I just got to say, like her art, I know a lot of people um, are, I don't know, I, I guess we'll get into it. But before we do, I just got to say, like, I think that a lot of the heroes they've been showcasing, the original content heroes for book five, have looked really cool. And I'm yeah. glad we don't have to wait until December to get these. So that's that's my piece. And we can talk about whether she's worth being a mythic. And I, I will probably argue the opposite side of it because I, I, I think that uh, there's some mythic quality to this. This isn't just a strong, you know, human character. I, I'm pretty sure she's a god, right? Like that? No, she's the princess of a land. Just like she's the same as Sharena or Fjorn. <laughs> These are lands that are the same land world, same world zenith as uh, Asker and Embla. She's the same as Veronica, Sharina, or... I mean, whether she's stronger or not, that's for debate, but they have not indicated that um, Nidvalar, Nidvalier and Jotunheim, or uh, Jotunheimer, are alternate universes, like, you know, Hell and the World of Dreams were. They're the same con- same planet as Asker and Embla, you know? Just like Niffle and Muspel. True. And we're... Yeah, I guess, I guess I just, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, man, I just, I feel like... I mean, oh, yeah, she definitely looks cooler and looks cool enough to be a mythic design-wise, but, you know, if you look at it logically, she is the same thing that, you know, Sharina or Veronica would be. Yeah, I mean, in the you're right. In the context of Fire Emblem Heroes, sure, but when you look at the, I, I think when you look at, and I have, a, I have a limited understanding of the source material, so if you look at North mythology, people coming from Jotunheimer are gods. The Jotun are giants, not exactly gods. Um, <laughs> and her name is, it's, it's, it's weird, it's complicated. God of War talked a lot about it, and I still don't understand. Maybe they are godlike, I don't know. But Dagger is based off of a Norse deity. Uh, the day, I believe, in Norse. That's what I was looking up trying to find a pronunciation guide for. So, and Skinfaxi is a bright white-maned horse that she is associated with. Mm-hmm. So, clearly they are inspiring her off of the goddess or god dagger from Norse mythology. But, but as far as the world that they're in goes, you know, I mean, these are all named after the realms of Norse mythology and various names based off of the gods of Norse mythology, gods and goddesses of Norse mythology that aren't always aren't necessarily more powerful than you know, like Niflheim and Muspel are not don't seem that much more powerful and don't didn't even get other than like half their people didn't even get legendary status, much less mythic status. I guess I just I see I see the other side of it, and that yes, she looks like a mythic hero. 
Um, does she necessarily have the powers of a mythic character in comparison to say some of the some of the some of the dream folks we had from from book four? Although, are, are you arguing that the the dream and nightmare people shouldn't have been mythic? Because I feel like they also fit within mythic from my perspective. The only ones I feel should have been mythic because you got to remember, mythics are god level creatures from FE games. Think, you know, the final bosses of most games and the god or goddess that you're fighting to, fighting on the side of that you never meet, but is, you know, like, you know, or even the legendary heroes type thing. Um, and I think Hell, Freya, and Freya, as I mentioned in Discord, all qualify, you know. And like I explained, in, I could see them giving the protagonists of the, each book mythic status because you could argue through working with you they gain strength to fight against mythic creatures you know and that's even questionable but still um but yeah a lot of these oc villains and stuff that just or i guess this allies since stagger's more of an ally you like fight her once but it's because she's hoping to you know get one up and earn the right to be the ruler of jotun Heimer mm-hmm. on her sister, uh, and then her sister tries to kill you as well. So you know, um, yeah. I understand this opens a bit of a grab bag when you look at the other characters of Book Five, and it's like, okay, by this logic, are we going to be getting Book Five mythic heroes for the rest of the year? Because really, you've set a bar, I mean, and at this point, it kind of almost feels like that might be all we're getting the rest of this year because we've got. You know, Fafnir, Odor, Not, her sister, uh, Aitri. Mm. I don't know the power level of Aitri, so she might deserve mythic status. I don't, I'm not even sure. I think Fafnir qualifies for mythic status, but Hel and Freya and Freya, I argue, would deserve mythic status. Yeah. The other fairies, no. I think they should be maybe legendary, maybe just normal, because, I mean, most legendaries are normal after they've gained power, so. Well, uh, yeah. it, 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 I, I understand it for sure, and I, I understand that it is going to cause... It's causing some, some issues in that there are other mythic characters that could totally uh, be part of these banners, and um, this sets a, a weird precedent, but I, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too worried about it. I'm not. Are, are you worried about it? I'm not giantly worried about it. I just, you know, I'm not overly fond of it. It's I worth wish talking they would about. Make, yeah. I wish they would make these normal characters like they did for the first year. Yeah. I mean, if they were doing this year one, um, you know, Levitane, uh, I can't think of her sister's name off the top of my head, and I just was using her in the phone and gauntlet. And Hellbindi all would have been legendaries, as would Serta and Yulgar. But I think they work better and fit just fine as normal characters. Serta is the only one I would argue that maybe should have been a legendary over the others. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, we'll we'll see how the year goes, but I think you're right. It sets a bit of a weird precedent, and sure, we've gotten lots of mythic and legendary heroes, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how they sort of parcel these guys out uh, as we go forward, but we will continue to pay attention, and um, legendary is next month, so we'll see what they do. Ball is in your core, Intelligence Systems. Yep, and since, you know, the banner isn't dropping till tonight, uh, we don't know when they're returning or not, so... Yes. Cover that next week. For sure. We shall do that. And uh, that pretty much brings us to an end with Fire Emblem Heroes. But don't worry, we're not going anywhere just yet. We're going to open up the Elrealm Gate and we're going to check in on Fire Emblem Three Houses as we continue our game club. Uh, We are doing Chapter 9 as well as uh, a bunch of paralogues. So a little bit of a change of plans, but we saw a good opportunity to take a break from completing an entire chapter and we are going to chat about chapter nine leading up to the dance competition and and completing the dance competition there's there's really not much there but we did not do the story chapter battle the story mission but we are going to talk about some paralogues that we've been playing but we will kick things off with chapter nine uh uh you you just said the name of the chapter and i completely spaced on it i don't think i've been writing them what was the name of the chapter you said it the cause of sorrow. The cause of sorrow. It's my dancing is what the cause of sorrow is. Um, Rhea. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Sure, uh, we'll go with that. It's true. It's true. Not, um, not the traditional Fire Emblem Cause of Sorrow. Well, we haven't gotten to that part yet, so we have no idea. For all we know, this chapter just ended wonderfully. Nothing bad happened whatsoever. Yes, because if you've ever played a Fire Emblem game, you know that this is exactly how this chapter ended. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Rhea mentions a grand ball while Sedith gives Byleth their mission. Byleth is to investigate a chapel that students have been going or seen going into. You are to team up with Geralt, who will be with you after a mission of his own. Before this month's mission, we turn our attention to the dance competition. Byleth is instructed to select one student to represent their house at the competition. You have a chance to train your selection to give a boost of 5 charisma. Talking to Manuela will let you know that a charisma level of 13 is usually required to win the competition. Although, um, I'm not sure if that differs on your difficulty level. I've only played on normal, so... I don't know if you've same, ever same here. Okay, so I didn't I didn't I look that up. Normal, so I don't know if it changes. I highly doubt it would, because I think it's I think it's pretty much designed for you to win, so you can unlock the class, right? Yeah, I think you'd have to work hard to find someone with a charm less than thirteen. Mm-hmm, for sure, I definitely uh I de- I was worried like oh I haven't really been paying attention to this, and then I realized like oh thirteen's incredibly low. Um, as long as yeah. you give everybody flowers and stuff you'll be fine um for their birthdays uh the dance competition occurs on the third weekend of the month and the crown winner can now be uh can now can now be the dancer class i think i tried to write two sentences there and i merged them in my head and wrote them down so done that in the past and um one quick little correction about earlier i think that we were being sent to investigate chapel because of reports of people, not necessarily students, being seen in the chapel. Oh, okay. Just rumors of people in move, movement or people in the chapel. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where it's you know for for a for a school like a monastery school, you'd think they'd have better security. Like, hey, there's random people being spotted going into here. There's a random dude coming in and killing everybody. We should probably look into that. And it's like, uh, <laughs> work on your security, guys. Like. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of breaches at this place. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's your response? Yeah? You're not, you're not at all Wait, concerned what, for the safety? What more do you want me to add? I don't know. Clearly their security is horrible. A student disappeared last year, the previous year, and somehow they didn't tighten up security so that flame easily got kidnapped before, you know. Well, I hope the gatekeeper's year. happy because he's doing a terrible job. He's too busy winning popularity contests. Well, and I mean... Can't even argue that he might not be responsible fully for that because, you know, the kidnapping of Flane and where we found Monica was in a hole in a wall in one of the rooms of the teachers. So true. They got holes all over the place. He's not hole keeper. He's gatekeeper. <laughs> Uh, let's let's look at this this chapter here. So I will start things off in that I recruited Annette. So one of uh, probably one of my last recruits, unless um, I get I get some other characters that start, you know, coming over to my side. I really Mm -hmm. haven't had much luck with any of the other characters. Um, I'm trying to even think of who, you know, I might it might be nice to recruit Felix because I think he's one of the few characters that I haven't had an opportunity to interact with, although he's kind of an ass him. Yeah. And there's a couple of them that I just like have no interest in rewarding, you know, to have in my class, right? And, and one of them you have to have in your class. Yes, Lawrence, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about him later. And and he does not, he does not improve. But um, yeah, I, I had no one to recruit because I already recruited everyone. Yeah, I, I think Alois, Sedith are the only two that I have yet to potentially recruit, and you cannot recruit them yet. Right. Yeah, I, I don't have. I yeah, obviously I don't have those guys yet. Um, I am curious, uh, for your dancer, who did you end up going with? Who did you put forward? I sent Dorothea. Uh, she kind of already sort of fits it and she's kind of a backup character for me. She's, I usually have her as an adjutant when I'm going into maps, uh, cause you know, I can only have 10 or 11 characters at a time and Violeth and Claude take up two of those slots. So she's kind of one that I'll be bringing in as I can bring in 11, 12, 13. I think a couple later maps a lot of that. Uh, and since I chose her because Dancer kind of locks him into that class. Otherwise, it's like, why are you, why'd you even train him in that? Mm-hmm. So I figured that's a good choice because Dancer can use magic and 
she's a strong magic character so yeah i well dorothea was my dancer when i was uh playing as the black eagles so i, I she was awesome as a as a dancer and, and she rocked it but uh this time around for me you know i wanted to choose a different hero and also a difference this time around is i didn't recruit anybody in my first playthrough and in this playthrough i've basically recruited everyone that's kind of interested me as a character or or has not been a character i had previous i think i i think i can pretty much I don't know. There's not much left. I think there's a couple characters that I, I kind of want to recruit, but I haven't had a chance to. Um, but I chose Marion for my dance competition, and <laughs> she she no doubt cursed me when I when I chose her because she is the uh, she's the character who just she's always apologizing. She wants nothing to do with social interactions. But I figured I would go uh, with the '90s trope where I put the the silent we we picked the silent shy girl to to be in the dance competition and then she wins in a landslide and there's like an, a 90s montage with um what band would play uh some 41 i don't know name a 90s band eddie you you were in the 90s with me i, I was but i don't remember bands off the top of my head avril lavigne some songs like that you know some 41 is not the one i would have picked out of the top of my head for uh you know sappy rom-com but... that's true I'm Canadian, uh, and they were, that's the reason they came to mind. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, is Brian Adams someone you could consider? Like, 90s Brian Adams? I don't know. I guess early 90s. <laughs> I think of it more 80s. Okay. Maybe. That old, old Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie. Oh, really? Okay, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, Garth Maybe Brooks. he was more 90s than I'm thinking, but, you know. I have no it was idea. was the type of music I wasn't listening to. I was listening to. In the Who's 90s. the guy who sang Anky Breaky Heart? Miley Cyrus's dad. <laughs> yeah, Billy Ray. Yeah, him. Anyways. Once again, another one I'm not sure I would have picked for a rom-com, but hey, to each Look, their own. I'm not a music guy, so clearly you could tell everybody listening, but... <laughs> Anyways, I went with Marianne, and turns out she rocked it. She had, like, a charisma way above 13, and uh, I knew she could do it. So, and she's going to make, uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I looked at a guide. I said, I said basically, like, who do I, ch- I Googled, who do I choose to be the dancer? And it gave a, a good guide. Obviously, Dorothy is top of mind for both lore reasons mm-hmm. and skill reasons. And I thought, you know what? Let's move down the list a little bit here. Let's pick someone from... You know, a new character that I haven't experienced. I, I'm trying to remember if all the houses are kind of blending together. I can't remember. Is Marion Golden Deer or is she? I think she yeah, is Golden Deer. Yeah, she's Golden Deer. So, I, so I, cho- I chose her and I'm I'm fine with that. And do you remember who the other two characters were in your competition? Because mine were hilarious. Mine were Edelgard and Dimitri. Really? Uh, the, the house yeah. leaders? Yeah. I had... I mean, uh, they're the only ones in the house other than oh. their vassals, but... That would explain it then. I, the vassals were the ones that were mine. It was uh, it was Dedu and it was Hubert. And I thought, well, geez, Marion's got this in the bag. These guys have like <laughs> zero charisma. <laughs> and I do believe it's actually charm in this game instead of charisma. Is it? Oh, for some reason. Uh, yeah. I think it says you gain charm when you do a perfect tea time. Oh, it does say so. that. They they are lacking in that too. So uh, it was yes. it was pretty much Prisoner a win. Charm are kind of similar, so it kind of you know fits. It just and I think it used it was usually charisma in older games. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how we'll see how our characters do, how our dancers do. Obviously, Dorothea is going to rock it. Uh, we'll see how Marianne does, but uh, so far she's um, I don't know she's she's going to be a dancer. That's all I can really say. We we haven't gotten to the next stage yet. I don't I don't think you can actually set them as that class. I mean, I haven't played. I I literally finished it and then I I, I booted out. I think as soon as they win the competition, you can set them in as that class in the next battle if you want. No, I'll have to. I'll, I'll definitely have do that, that class up in the unique classes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, we chatted about uh, doing some paralogs tonight, and I think we've got. Uh, I think we got four. We're gonna go through five, maybe. Anyways, we're just we're uh, gonna yes, go through. Uh, at the start of this month, and when I was exploring, I had been hoarding fishing lures throughout the weeks uh throughout the months and i maxed out my whatchamacallit oh your uh, professor level professor level so i have had six uh six paralogs plus the one from last month maybe two from last month so yeah i had a big chunk of paralogs we're gonna go over the ones that ryan has 
also done or that, you know, he's not expecting to do because he doesn't have the characters and probably won't bother getting them. He may or may not. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, some of these are characters that, uh, like, uh, I think one of them is Felix. Might get around to him because I've never, uh, I've never, I've never had him on my team. So we'll see. But Sylvain, I... If I've already done do before. Recruit him, then we will come back to this one at that time. Well, we're so. going to talk about it now. I don't know if it's is it interesting enough to revisit twice. I guess we'll see, but I'll definitely. If if anything, we'll get your thoughts on it. You know. True. That is true. There. But the first one we have is one of the DLC ones uh, titled "A Cursed Relic." Constance is set to negotiate the return of a hero's relic from a noble empire house. Yuri, who is read up on the rumors of the relic, decides to go with her and Constance insists Byleth joining as well. Upon reaching the Duke, we find him under attack by a mysterious group who manages to turn random thieves into divine beasts. After defeating them while chatting uh, in the sun, so Constance is is in her meek state, Duke Gert states that he is surprised at all what happened to her family has taken on Constance and that he owed her parents a debt and wants to repay it. Uh, as part of that repayment, he rewards you for your help by giving you a gauntlet tied to the crest of Oban, uh, which was in Dagda and given as a sign of friendship, uh, but given to the Empire as a sign of friendship with Dagda. Upon returning to the monastery, Yuri requests that you let him use the relic since he has a compatible crest. Uh, so, interesting little battle in Paralog. Um, it was kind of nice to see what the relic looked like since... Um, it's one that's an accessory, and so it doesn't really show up on the character. Or if it does, I never noticed it, and uh, we never saw a picture of it in Cindered Shadows. Yeah, I I didn't really pay much attention to uh, the actual uh, uh, hero's relic, but I will say this with this map. Yeah, it's it's one that kind of makes you gotta you gotta really pay attention to your terrain because. I ended up having a third of my army kind of get stuck moving through the hedges on the far right side of the map. And it was really annoying, like super like they they didn't do anything in the battle. They they were basically out of it. I think I I think I had like four or five units go in that hedge maze. Ah, uh, you only sent like one or two units up in that hedge maze. Most of the rest were on the other side. But yeah, this is one of those maps they reuse. And it seems different when you look at it from a different angle. But it has that little side with a bunch of hedges that'll really slow your units down. Um, essentially, I have uh, Hilda as a armored or fortress knight, the second, the advanced tier version, and she never did anything because it took her so long to get through that hedge maze, you know, or the all those bushes. Yeah, I feel so. you. I feel you on that one. I think I think my Hilda got a little trapped there too, and I think a lot of my magic users got trapped as well there, just having a hard time. I don't think I really realized what was going on until it was too late because while not being a timed mission, the person mm-hmm. you're trying to protect is not very good at escaping. <laughs> like he kind of, well, it, it's not his fault. He gets kind of surrounded by monsters. Uh, okay. And uh, See, I'll yeah. admit, I only had one enemy turned into a monster before I got to him. <laughs> well, because I, ha- I had some flyers and mounted, so I managed to kill uh, I don't know how many could turn into monsters, but managed to kill a handful pretty early on by flying over most of the stuff. Well, let me tell but you, he is still a bit of an idiot. <laughs> many can turn into monsters, my friend. And uh, okay, yeah, um, it, it, I, I managed to get out of the of the mission unscathed, although it did require some luck and strategic uh, time pulse use. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I had to use Flane's rescue ability a couple times. Uh, to kind of move some that units would be around. That a useful, useful one there, here to yeah, yeah. pull him or other units. But he he is a bit of an idiot because I got to him, I defeated the monsters around him, and he just keeps running to wherever Byleth is. Oh, is that was that the sort of running and riding Byleth's butt? Yeah, yeah. Well, once I did kind of get him out of the way, uh, it, it it worked in my favor. But it was just it was one of those things where I was just like, ah, oh, man, come on, buddy, you just gotta keep running right but he just didn't and it was really mm-hmm. really frustrating uh but it it was a cool map part of the dlc as well since this is a, a constant paralog but uh yep. i did make my Constance way through it and yuri are the two for this paralog yep mm-hmm. i mean yuri yuri's another character i probably need to give some leveling love to because he's he fell behind and and not only did he fall behind in leveling he kind of 
became useless. I'm finding that with the paralogs that I need to be probably mindful of the level of the characters because whoever's paralog it is is required to be on the map, not yeah. just as an adjust. Uh, uh, adjust- adjutant. adjutant, thank you. I almost said adjustment, like it's a chiropractor's office. Uh, mm-hmm. It is not. But um, yeah, Yuri was solely underleveled, or, or sorry, sorely underleveled, and, and he nearly bit the dust because of it, which, which obviously failed him. I think maybe he did die a couple times. That would explain the, the failed missions. Um, but yeah, it's a fun one. It's one of the better, I mean, you said it is a reused map. Do you recall like what it's reused from? Is it just another um, main game chapter, or was it a DLC map? I can't remember. It's one of the ones I've done a ton of times in the... Um, you know, free battles, battle for the Empire. Uh, they use just the side with the three bridges and, you know, down to that little area where Mycin was hiding, hmm. uh, the boss of the level. Um, but you, I think you encounter in a couple other uh, paralogs. I don't, I don't think I've encountered another paralog yet, but I think a couple other paralogs in the game you encounter it. So I think it's been there since the beginning. It just, you know. Well, let's move into the next one, which is Land of the Golden Deer. And uh, we're basically going to start with uh, Acheron, a young lord with a bit of power is causing trouble. Not worthy Lord Gloucester's... Gloucester. Gloucester. We had this... Did we not? I feel like we've had this conversation. Gloucester's... That was Lester, but, you know, it's it's another one that looks like it should be completely different than how it's actually pronounced. Yeah. So Lord Glucose uh, notices, so (laughs) Lord Gloucester's uh, notice, so he sends Lawrence to go deal with him since he cannot be ignored. Lawrence requests Byleth come assist him. After the battle for how he managed to handle the situation, Lawrence's father gives Lysithia's hero's relic. I mean, no, Lawrence has no use for a staff that boosts his magic range. Aha. It's the Thursus, the staff of... The Crest of Gloucester that boosts your magic range by two and um, ha- sometimes halves the damage you take. So I usually give it to Lysithia. I'm actually probably going to look into buying, if I don't have it, buying the dragon sign and giving it to someone else, maybe. But it is kind of useless to Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, you can build him as a mage, but he really doesn't work, doesn't have a great, good enough magic strength to be worthy as a mage. Well, I'll say this. This paralogue did not change my opinion on Lawrence, although Lawrence seemed somewhat tolerable in this paralogue. He was a little more uh, reined in, but that could have been just because the bad guy was just so much worse. (laughs) Like, really, really bad. Like, just terrible type person. But um, If this makes me feel any more warm towards Lawrence than before, it's more just comparing him to his father over him. You know, Mm. this young upstart lord who has a bit of land and that gives him power and is deciding to you know make a border dispute causing trouble for the people that are under his protection under lord gloucester's protection but they're not worth his time but lawrence you know feels he needs you know akron can't be ignored and lawrence does want to protect the people even if he is an ass about it well, at least he's got something positive going for him, I suppose. That because that, yeah, breaking it down, it does seem like maybe he's not. I don't know. Yeah. At least he's protecting people, I guess, in this case. But still, yeah, I don't like him, and probably won't use him after this. So, well, you know, if you got we got Lysithia, so you can give her the staff because her special circumstances, she has the crest of Gloucester as well as her other crest, so she can use it. Well, I will do that, and I will make a note to do so. So. Uh, let's move into the next paralogue. Let's, let's, uh, let's jam over to Sylvain. So, yep, the next paralogue is the Forgotten. Sylvain comes to you asking for help after his father has asked him to return alone to deal with the bandits from Micklin's group still roaming around the countryside and causing trouble in their area. Upon arriving, you find a group in the center with items that, uh, they will drop when you defeat them, but, uh, when you, if you try to get close, too close to them, They'll bolt one of four for one of four exits guarded by bandits standing on stronghold spaces. Uh, so if you pay attention to the dialogue, you can head for those uh, strongholds, beat off, beat the thieves on them, and close off routes that the thieves can run to once they start bolt. Excuse me, once they start bolting. Uh, I don't know if they have a timed 
released before they start bolting, where you just have to get too close to them. Uh, but um, So you can kind of turn the map in your favor. Uh, upon finishing, Sylvain Father uh, commends him and gives him the Lance of Ruin, since he has proved himself worthy in his father's eye eyes. So, nice little map. Bunch of extra things you can grab from the thieves in the center. Uh, you know, managed to beat them all. I sent people out, took out the four strongholds early on and prevented them, you know, to limit the amount of way they could escape. They even had me a little worried there because they started running for a, you know, what looked like a gate in the wall that I'm like, that's doesn't look usable, but I'm going to send a character up there just in case. It Did someone paint like marked. a like a gate on on the wall and be like, yeah, ah, they'll a, fall for it's this. It's a walled town. There's a gate at the top there. I mean, but it wasn't one of the spaces highlighted that they could escape but, from. But since they had shut off three of the four spaces, I wondered, well, is that like a hidden one that they can sneak out of? So mm. I said I flew by left past them all to guard that. But So they didn't Looney Tunes it is what you're saying. Yep. They did mm. not. Well, I do and remember. Most of the time they didn't even bother attacking me when they get up, got up to me. Right. Uh, I do remember uh, this one because obviously Sylvain was, well, not obviously, Sylvain was a part of my my crew in my first playthrough, and I remember this paralogue. And uh, just just curious, like the the hero's relic you get at the very end, is that the same one that turned Sylvain's brother into a monster? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes, that is the same one. Well, that's that's uh, that's tough. Tough one, which is why Sylvain is more than happy to let you decide what to do with it, because you know he's got rough memories. Even if he, even if it's not a worry for him to have to worry about, because he has the crest needed to use it, it's got some rough memories. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. You get Sylvain waxing poetic and commenting on the state of Fargus, and you know, wondering what life would have been like if his if Micklon had had the crest. And Sylvain didn't, so... Well, let's uh, move into the next one, which is uh, not necessarily a DLC paralog, but a, I guess, a patch paralog. This was added for Anna. Uh, so this is Anna's paralog, The Secret Merchant. You walk I upon... I believe if you're doing the, um, what's you call it, the, oh, what's her name? Edelgard route, you might have the Death Knight join you on this one. Well, that might be a different one, I don't know. Hmm. I, I felt know. familiar like when I had done with Anna and Yuritsa and uh, Crimson Flower, but... Yeah, that's not... I have no idea. Because, like, this this one... So this one very much seems, like, directly related to we're adding Anna to the game, and Yeah, this I is think this parallel. was a free one that came with the free edition of Anna. Yeah. Or no, maybe Anna was a paid edition, but either way, she was added... It was added with her. Oh... You know, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I, I can't remember if Anna I think was Yuritsa free. was the free character, and you know, if you played Crimson Flower, you would get Yuritsa. If you played any other route, you would still. You, if you had the season pass, it wasn't. I don't think it was one of the ways, or maybe it was. You get, could recruit Anna. I think Anna requires the season pass. I could be misremembering. I think you're right. I think it does require the season pass. So this might be. Uh, one of the ways of DLC, like a new character that they added, but uh, you're right. I believe Yuritsa was free, so yeah, that that would probably check out. Considering, I, I mean, I don't know what kind of content Yuritsa adds because I've I've not come across him again yet. Um, I don't. Will we come across him in part two? Is that where he pops back up? I think we'll find him at least once more. In, but I think you do, you do encounter him in part two because like he. I remember in my original playthrough, he disappears. Like he never comes back in uh crimson flower i think before they added him as a playable character in crimson flower you do fight him in part two um no, that on the blue line and golden deer route oh okay uh, but because i was gonna say i don't remember him at all after well you theoretically wouldn't fight him because he was working for edelgard oh you was know? he since you sided with her why would you be fighting him he's on your side well, I mean, let, let's let's leave Yuritsa for another day. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Why would he? Why would he pop? Let's talk about Anna. You walk upon Anna worrying over something. Turns out she has been offered a potentially good deal, uh, but has to upfront the cost for the expedition, but will get half of what is recovered. She decides to have you help and take the deal. Uh, upon completion of the excavation, Pallardo the merchant who brought the deal to Anna, tries to double-cross her by taking all the treasure in order to determine the value 
before splitting it, which is obviously a ploy. After defeating him, Anna plans to report his behavior to make sure he gets properly punished for his behavior, probably from some merchant's guild. But uh, this was a really cool paralogue. It gave you the the countdown. You had a limited amount of turns because essentially what is happening in the background is uh, uh, Pilardo is saying like, hey, um, let's get this thing loaded onto the wagons. I think the timeline is like how long it'll take the wagons to get there. So every like that, yeah, similar. Yeah. And all the named characters on the map are holding on to what is essentially a piece of the treasure. Most of it's um, the I think they're called booleans that you can sell and they're various sizes. So you every time you defeat one of them and sometimes when you defeat named ones or or certain characters, you'll get uh, some some text, some VO from Pilardo as he's like reacting. but. I took them all out. Like that's that's the that's sort of the goal is to take everybody out on the map, so you get all of the loot, and uh, you have to take out every single person, even the re- reinforcements, to end the map. Uh, but it wasn't. I too only difficult. got one batch of reinforcements before I managed to beat up everyone. But well, there you go. You're just a you. You are a professional at this point. I'm sure your characters were easily could easily um, uh, steamroll these folks. Yeah, I mean that is the side effect of me doing all this crazy level, crazy um, leveling their skills up is that they're way overpowered for all this. I mean, uh, these are recommended level 15, 13, 15, and most of my characters are twenty eight to thirty. So, oh my god, that's crazy! Can you increase yeah. the difficulty level to make it a little more? Uh... Once you start, you cannot change the difficulty level. I was gonna say, yeah. but if I in increase the difficulty level i couldn't do what i'm doing so true true um well that was a fun one that paralogue is really cool uh it's it's definitely one of them i think all the dlc all the additional paralogues they've added have been have been really neat and kind of have focused on these these other characters and i i i think the anna one was was really was really well i really liked it um Mm -hmm. we're gonna close out tonight with uh one last paralogue and this is felix's Yes, true chivalry. Felix's paralogue. Uh, Felix come to you asking you to help him as his father has asked him to come home to help deal with bandits in their territory. Do you around you arrive to find Felix's father and some kingdom soldiers fighting the bandits and join them? Uh, what you don't see on the map when you're prepping it, which is when I typed up that part of it, is there's also a bunch of villagers that you need to try and protect and get to a exit on the map um, after battle while discussing with his father felix loses his temper and storms off uh, afterwards his father chats with you about his other son glenn and felix and uh you know his attitude since glenn's death uh you do also get a bonus based on how many of those villagers that were on the map you save so uh, and here you get felix's uh hero's relic which is another item similar to um the fetters of dromi that yuri gets which you is it's a shield, so it's not something you see very often. I think you can actually see it on him when he's wielding it, but not very often. Um, yeah, this is so Felix being blue lions, right? This isn't yeah. a I, again. It's one of the few characters I feel like he's not. He's 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 not necessarily a but, but he has a personality to him that's just like, well, fine if you don't want to even you know meet me halfway then i'm i'm not even gonna bother like he just i don't know there's something he's he's that he's cold he's terse and he's got a it's hard to really i'm trying to think of the right word but it's kind of a it's not exactly doomsaying doomsday view but it's a you know he's got a rough view of the world essentially because what happened and how he feels about it you know he calls constantly calls um uh Dimitri a boar and to do his lapdog, uh, as you saw in the um, forging bonds. Uh, so, yeah. and yet there's something to him that he kind of sees deep into things, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, be- because of the damage Dimitri has from the tragedy of Dusker and the way, you know, to do behaves, calling them a boar and a lapdog is not entirely wrong. There could be politer ways to say it, but you know. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, based on our conversations and based on what we've learned, I think I might 
need to start looking at at Felix as a character to to bring on board. Now, is he a is he a swords uh, a swordsman or what's his I sort think of sword is his primary weapon skill mm. that you need to boost for him. Well, yeah, I'll have to. I, I actually he's pro- that's probably one of the few skills that Miles can really excel at. I'll, I'll have to take a closer look at it, but it sounds like a neat character worth exploring a little further. Uh, you know, while while doing this playthrough with with the paralogs and stuff, I, I know I'm running out of time. I'm gonna have to work on that. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's a couple other that uh, we have. There's um, you know, Raphael and Ignatz is one that we'll have to do at some point. Manuel and Hanneman. Uh There's one that just popped up during month line with Catherine and Ash. Uh, there's still the one with Shamir and Aloise. I've been holding off on doing that one until I can recruit Aloise or until it's about to expire. Uh, I think I had, a, I had a new one pop up this month, so still got a few more. Indeed, yeah, I'll uh, I'll probably I think I have most of those on my list, so I'll be doing those for next week, and uh, we will be back talking about paralogs uh, on the next episode of Summoner's Call because that brings us pretty much to the end. Um, I'll probably wrap up chapter nine while we're at it too. But I was just about to say that. Yeah, we will be wrapping up chapter nine too, uh, uh, and. I guess if we're going to do more paralogs and I'm going to play them, I'm going to have to dip into chapter 10. So we'll figure it out. But right where we're at, it, it's a good time to kind of move forward. We'll finish chapter nine. I'll have a couple more paralogs to talk about. And uh, yeah, game club marches on. So that is going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. If you want to find more episodes, you can go to gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. You can email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Let us know how you're doing in your game club run of Three Houses. If you want to chat with Eddie and I, you can go over to the Gamers In Discord by going to bit.ly slash TGI Discord, a really hopping place there at the Fire Emblem channel. And you can scroll back and read it, my thoughts on the mythic and legendary OCs uh, as we had a bit of a discussion about it when dagger was announced that's true there was a discussion there and uh yeah if you want more uh more thoughts on that definitely head over there and take a peek but uh if you want to follow us on twitter you can find me at r murphy eddie at drow fear and don't forget to follow at the gamers in for show updates be sure to check out serenesforest.net our go-to resource for fire emblem news and information it's going to do it for this episode of summoner's call have a great week and happy summoning <laughs>